Welcome to The Great People Show, your guide to greatness, your GPS to excellence. Here's your host, J.J. White. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to The Great People Show. I am your host, J.J. White, and back, he's back in The Great People Studio, our co-host, Big Daddy James Muncy. Good morning, James. Good morning. How are you doing? Man, it's good to see you. Well, I'm big glad question to be is, back. How, are, how are you doing? I'm, I'm okay. You know, I uh, I learned what it's like to be admitted to the hospital. So that's okay. it. You know, we can say that's off the, uh, that's off, I don't know if it's a bucket list item, but that's that's off the list. I'm good. I don't need to do it again. Folks, we drive people beyond their upper limits here on the show. <laughs> right. uh, it's so grueling. It's so exhausting. It's so out of your comfort zone on the great people show that sometimes it just sends you straight to the hospital. That's what happened. <laughs> so, so we're uh, we're glad to have you here with us on this Thanksgiving week. Um, today's topic, today's show, we have given it a title. It's called "No Thanksgiving." Sounds really down, JJ. It's going to be down. It's going to be down because our show will meet many people where they are, not necessarily where we want them to be. And last week. This is that uh, obligatory conversation that you have with most people right before the holidays. Mm-hmm. So what are your big plans for Thanksgiving? You're traveling? You know, these these questions and conversations you get into. And I was so surprised how many people were not really looking forward to Thanksgiving for various hmm. reasons. What what let's have a let's have an obligatory conversation. <laughs> what are what are your plans for Thanksgiving and are you looking forward to it? Uh, Thanksgiving for me, it's, it's, I don't look forward to Thanksgiving. I look forward to Thanksgiving because for me, it's the beginning of the holiday season and I look forward to Christmas. Uh, Thanksgiving for me is, is not a a day I look forward to. We usually have it at our house, Mm -hmm. which means we're having lots of company, which means we have to clean and we have to cook and we have to, you know, get everything just right. And I hate to sound negative on it, but uh, no, you know, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of, of Thanksgiving. I like the idea of Thanksgiving. Okay. But uh, no, I'm having a bunch of family over, which always creates an interesting dynamic. That's why. That's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, the interesting dynamic between you and and all the people you get surrounded with with Thanksgiving. Right. I think this is probably one of the main drivers for the challenge that people has have. Mm-hmm. My 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 is that a first second person grammatical error? I don't know. I'd have to. Yeah, is that a pronoun or an adverb? <laughs> I have no idea. I didn't do very well at that in school. Me neither. Um, so now I talk for a living. And whenever I was talking to a lot of people last week, the the big topic of discussion was, you know, I've got to be around my Uncle Bob. He's right. a raging alcoholic. And Everybody's he just got shows an Uncle himself, Bob. And I just don't want to have to deal with it. Um, some startling statistics here. According to two economists from UCLA and Washington State University, Politically divided families actually cut short their Thanksgiving dinners last year rather than wrangle over the table. Now, keep in mind, this was right after Trump got elected. So I cannot imagine what some of those Thanksgiving dinners look like. Um, Our results suggest partisan differences cost American families 62 million person hours of Thanksgiving time, the pair wrote. So it's not necessarily the fact that this time with family isn't as quality as it could be. It's the fact that people just ignore it. They avoid it. They show up, do their thing, and like, ah, you know, we got to go home and catch a football game. We'll see ya. You know, kids are getting getting tired, 2 (laughs) p.m., right? Right. And um, 
so it, it just started it started to kind of wear on my heart a little bit. I was like, wow, this should be like a a time in our society. We are we are at a time in our society where there's really never been a moment in history where we had more to be thankful for, mm-hmm. right? I mean, mm-hmm. literally, as a society, we just grow and enrich ourselves more and more. There's more wealth in every country. Everything just seems to be growing just a little bit better every year. Why in the world aren't we more thankful for it? And I think I think we end up in this this axiom that the more we have and the more that we um, uh, surround our we talked last week in your absence by the way yeah. about how uh, we we build so much comfort in our life that whenever we get into these situations with family uh, that we don't necessarily want to be around we again avoid it in order to be more comfortable in life yeah. and that's sad like it just saddened me and you mentioned this this topic is going to be down I was down over this topic. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. why we need to talk about it on today's show. Yeah, and I think the whole family, avoiding family, that was a great topic. And I think we do it, JJ, because it's easier, yeah. right? It's easier to avoid it than to confront what may be a difficult or upsetting situation. Yeah, and I, I want to have a conversation about what, what I've been thinking about and reading about, especially around our show, is the term upper limits. All right. And I was recently exposed to this term and made me realize that everything we really talk about on The Great People Show has to do with our listeners' upper limits that are set in their life and how 99.99% of the time we we may go to those upper limits and mm-hmm. then we stop and retract. That we're, we're actually designed to pull ourselves back. That you're going into this Thanksgiving season with a mindset that's already keeping you from enjoying it more. Now, and I'm going to call a quick timeout, and then I'm going to get back to time, uh, upper limits you may already be thinking, well, this really this show really doesn't apply to me because I love Thanksgiving. I enjoy Thanksgiving. There's nothing about Thanksgiving I don't like. I have a question for you. Do you feel that every single person that you're spending time with right now in Thanksgiving feels the way that you do? And I doubt they do. That is a great, great question. I, I, you might not have any desire to worry about this topic right now because you think this doesn't apply to you. You are going to be encountering someone somewhere in your family, friends, your social network this week that is going through depression, mm-hmm. that's going through social anxieties. They're they're holding grudges. Maybe they're holding a grudge against you and you don't even know it. So let's stop thinking so internally about this and maybe thinking externally about this. So so I want to I want to kind of set that as maybe our first upper limit around the holiday coming up. That you may not even realize the situation that you're walking into. Uh, and if you do feel, and, and we went, again, went to Facebook like we always do in social media over this topic, what's one thing that you are not looking forward to with the holidays? I was shocked how many people said spending time with my family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's tough. I mean, I, I've got, I can tell you, I have got family coming on Thanksgiving Day, who I love very much, mm-hmm. who have, you talk about the politics, who have the polar opposite political views that I do. And we tend to engage, uh, and it can be stressful, and it can be a wall that that kind of messes up our relationship. You know, Ryan on uh, Facebook Live just commented, I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving because I'm excited to see the family I haven't seen in a while. And I'm so glad to hear that. Uh, I wonder if not seeing family for a long time actually helps these situations because you don't have to see them that often, and you get to really appreciate. You can't take them for granted. Uh, some of the people that I talked to this last week, it's some of the family they they have to see regularly that they don't want to see anymore for various reasons. 
Mm-hmm. And we have a nice little laundry list because if you Google bad Thanksgiving, you'll get 6.4 million results. Wow. So I guess <laughs> you've done it. That's alarming. That, yeah. Well, you know, I was prepping for the show. I wanted to right. kind of find out what's what's the deal with these bad Thanksgiving. So, uh, so we have a special Thanksgiving edition of The Great People Show. We're coming to you live from The Great People Studio on a special day. It's going to be recorded for radio in case you're catching us right now on 97.7 FM or 8.20 AM. We are being recorded, but you can reach us anytime during any moment by emailing me, JJ, at Great People Show. When we come back, we're going to talk more about... Why we should not have no Thanksgiving. I mean, that's, I, I know it's a double negative and it's a no no, but we, we cannot allow this no Thanksgiving to keep, keep going on in our lives. We'll get it figured out We're here gonna, in a few minutes. We are going to get it figured out. You're listening to The Great People Show. Oh, I want something just like this. Where'd you want to go? All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. I'm often asked, especially if you're watching us on Facebook Live, what in the world do y'all talk about during your breaks? Because we have these deep what look like deep, thoughtful conversations. And the only thing we talked about today was the fact that I have a new iPhone 10 and I was getting pelted with questions in the studio about how it works. Well, Asher and I are very jealous. You should so. be because it's an absolutely amazing piece of technology. Yeah. And um, I, I would buy it all over again if I had to. No kidding. Well, it's, you gotta... it's amazing. Mm, it's that's amazing. great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to show it off during Thanksgiving and make my entire family so jealous that they hate me. Uh, that's probably bad for our today's topic. Probably, yeah, probably yeah. so. Yeah. So welcome back to The Great People Show, everyone. Today we're talking about no Thanksgiving, because apparently there's this epidemic in the world that I wasn't really that aware of until I started asking questions and listening that so many people are not looking forward, really looking forward to Thanksgiving. And um, uh, over the weekend, I received an email. This was a marketing email with the subject, what's the perfect level of inebriation for dealing with your family? Like this was a an email that was being marketed to me as a value based email, and it was a very thoughtful email. Actually, there was there are certain levels of drinks you should have to deal with family. It, it was in this article. Yeah, specifically not too many. <laughs> well, I, I'm probably going to screw this up because I didn't write it down or keep the article in front of me. But it said one is one is not enough, two is too many, and then three is not enough again. <laughs> if you like that. Um, so I initially thought it was funny, but I've learned with anything in life, when we laugh at something, it's because it's true, right? I mean, yeah. we look at it, we go, well, that just doesn't make sense. You, you read and go, well, yeah, yeah, okay, I get you, I get you. But, so why? Why, why, is this such an, why is this such an issue? Well, various reasons. First of which, something's happened with family at some point in your career, or not in your career, in your life, that has caused a strained relationship, and you've distanced yourself from somebody, and now you have to face them again. Absolutely. And I think you've got to recognize, too, that there are different there are different levels of all this, JJ. I mean, there are those of us who have Uncle Bob who comes over and, and gets drunk, yep. and, and he's just kind of a pain in the tail. And then there are people who have family members that might come that they've had some sort of traumatic event with that yep. has had truly some deep-rooted issues, yep. feelings, et cetera. So I think it, I think it runs the gamut. Yep. Um, you know, I'm fortunately the, the first where, you know, we— uh, Growing up, we always had an Uncle Bob. For me, it was Uncle Herbie. Oh, and, so he has uh, a name. Okay. Yeah, Uncle yeah. Herbie. Yeah. Uh, great guy. And uh, But, you know, 
Uncle Herbie was always, he was the family character, you know? <laughs> keeping life keeping life interesting, That's right. right? And he only came around for holidays. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he was just, he was an interesting guy. Uh, lived uh, lived into his uh, 70s, never married. Uh, just, uh, you know, he was the family character. So he used Thanksgiving as a way to vent for the rest of the rest of the year, huh? Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, I was a little kid through most of, you know, when I knew him. But it was just, he was just very different from everybody else. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious if, if James, you or Asher have seen this video that's been circulating on Facebook for a good year or maybe two of a young man in the basement of his house for Thanksgiving dinner, and they ask him to uh, say grace, and he's being thankful for uh, his Xbox and his video games, and then he gets in a fight with his dad, and then he flips over the table with the food. Have yeah. either of you seen that video? I have seen that. You have? I- I'm afraid not. Okay. Well, did you uh, did you know that it's completely fake, by the way? No, oh, really. Yeah, totally fake. Uh, yeah. So when I was, of course, so Googling Bad Thanksgiving, that was like the number one return for YouTube. Right. And there was an article written about it. And it said, yeah, this guy, go to his YouTube channel. He actually has a video that he talks about faking all these videos. So it's a completely fake video. So when you first see this video, you're startled, right? I mean, if you yeah. remember, oh, yeah. I was like, I cannot believe I totally that, thought it was real. that happened. Yeah. And why did you think it was totally real? I mean, just it looks authentic, and it's something that we can actually imagine yes, happening, right? Yes, like it it was very well staged, very well yeah. staged. Not beyond reality of situations that people have been in over Thanksgiving where people, somebody gets in an argument. Granted, flipping over the table with all the food is very extreme, <laughs> but in this, in today's world, um, what what is that? It's it's um, not. It's not possible. It's not probable, but it is possible mm-hmm. that something like that could happen. Sure. Um, and and we know what's going to happen on Thursday morning. Uh, it's probably going to start happening Wednesday night. Uh, you're going to start seeing all the social media posts. Uh, this is what I'm thankful for. Yes. And then you'll see all the memes. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. I, I actually have difficulty following social media during Thanksgiving and Christmas and the other major holidays because of the lack of the original creativity that people use with their post. It's just all the same stuff. It is. It's all the same stuff. And and let's not forget the latest trend, which is on Thanksgiving Day, which is showing yourself by three o'clock in the afternoon online for in line at a store for because Black Friday has now somehow taken over Thanksgiving as well. And it's backed off too. I've seen a lot of stores back off their Thursday openings. There's been a lot of pushback. Mm -hmm. You know, it infuriates Mm -hmm. me to tell you the truth. Um, I I think it's wrong on every level. Yeah. And there's so much pressure for the shoppers to get out there and hit those deals early on. Yeah. Um, And these are all things that just add stress to the holiday. Because when when we did go to social media, what's one thing you're not looking forward to? Everyone listed something that causes stress in their life, whether it be the travel. A lot of people talked about seeing the family, being convicted by family, that if you're single, where's your significant other, Mm -hmm. by yourself again, Um, uh, getting into some of these issues that I I saw a website, it was the 19 things about Thanksgiving that are actually the worst from bustle.com. There there were, uh, let's see, there were five that were specifically around people Mm -hmm. and the other, but there was plenty of other things for us to be stressed out because it's not really a restful holiday for most people. It's not. And when you talk about restful, you know, I go back to our show a few weeks ago was about introverts, Mm -hmm. remember versus extroverts. So Mm -hmm. for all of my fellow introverts out there, it's tough to be on, especially if you're the host, it's tough to be on for a whole day like that, yeah. especially around a large group, some of which you'd probably rather not be around. Yeah. I'm going to bring this up again because I know we have people coming in and out of the show whenever they listen to it on the radio and whatnot. But something that I want to establish very clearly is that it, maybe maybe you're not the person that, that 
doesn't look forward to Thanksgiving for for a reason or two, maybe you love Thanksgiving. It is your holiday, and you have a wonderful time during this holiday. That does not mean that everyone around you feels the same way. If what we are talking about today you think may not apply to you, perhaps there are others around you that do feel this way, and you are the catalyst to make a difference in someone else's experience or uh, life during during Thanksgiving. Because, well, why are we even talking about this? For for many, this is the one time of the year you really connect with family, mm-hmm. like the one time, because Christmas can tend to somewhat be a divisive holiday, especially if you have kids, because people want to kind of stay home yep. for that holiday. Thanksgiving is that one moment of the year where you have an opportunity to really either strengthen a strong family, strengthen a strong relationship, or repair something that has gone a little awry Mm -hmm. somewhere in your life. And then, of course, you also have an opportunity to take something that's average and great and really screw it up and blow it up. Okay, let's not not avoid – that that can happen to any of us at any time. Uh, we've got some advice for you later on in the show around how to avoid some of those things. Um, but it's it's if if you're if you're of the mindset that you're just trying to get through it, that's sad. That saddens me that you're like I just can't wait until Black Friday because I don't have to be around family. Yeah, that day. and a lot of people are like that. So let me ask you what what is what is JJ's personal experience and outlook on Thanksgiving? <laughs> All right, so, um, oh, what should I say on live radio? Uh, oh, come on, we've said we're going to put it all out there. Yeah, we are. So, uh, I, so <laughs> I love my mother-in-law, Tina. <laughs> I love her, and she's very brutally honest. So I put mm-hmm. this thing out on Facebook of what's the one thing you're not looking forward to Thanksgiving? <laughs> and she commented on it, spending time with family because I just want to be alone. So I got to <laughs> talk to her about this on Thursday. I, I'm not sure if she was being honest or just pulling my chain a little bit. That'll so be a fun conversation. So, so even the even the host of the show gets a little uh, gets 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 a little in the midst of this whole this whole topic. Yeah. Um, because in every family, there's always some sort of dynamics. My my wife grew up with a sister and a mother, so there's three women that um, you would expect this, the normal challenges of of women growing up with each other. Mm-hmm. I, I already see it with Sam and, and Millie. There's mm-hmm. that there's that that feminine resistance of growing up, and and these things I think carry on. And I see that with with dads and and sons too. Not as much I think older as I do younger. Like that whole. Um, the the young man trying to to leave the 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 household mentality of growing up and right. pushing back on on mom and dad specifically dad in those kind of situations and all those kind of dynamics I think show up in our in our holidays to some I mean for the most part though our Thanksgiving is is very normal very average we have a good time there's <laughs> never been an argument there's never been craziness uh, there's never been a desire to at least on my part. To leave quickly, but I'm sure there's been on on someone's part. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure. I just because most of us avoid it, right? If we even sense it, yeah, we we avoid it, and we tend to talk about those people behind their back. Um, in those situations where you're at with with Thanksgiving, where you may be that kind of person that you're just trying to get through it, but then whenever you leave, you're looking at your spouse, going, "Oh my gosh, can you believe he said that? Oh, mm-hmm. honey, oh my gosh, aren't you glad that we left?" That's our natural reaction to these situations. Actually, if you're if you're doing that after Thanksgiving, you're probably also doing that. You're probably also doing that at work. Yes, I mean, and you're probably doing that in a lot of places in your life. Yeah, which is very dangerous. And I, I put a quote out on Facebook yesterday. Also, I keep saying Facebook, but it ends up on all social media. It says, um, "Surround yourself with people that are talking about vision and goals, not other people." Yeah, I like that. 
I loved it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's been lit up on Facebook. And it's very difficult whenever we get to Thanksgiving and around people that are in our family, because let's face it, most of the conversations around Thanksgiving with our family are not about vision and goals. Right. Very negative. A lot yeah. of negative conversations. And it's a lot of conversations about the people that aren't at that table Yeah, a lot of the time, <laughs> uh, you know, quite frankly. Especially the ones that didn't make it. A- absolutely. If that's what you're talking about. I'm talking about the, yeah, well, it's the people who either, why they didn't make it, or just people that maybe live far away, but, you know, all the latest gossip. Can you believe she went to their house instead of ours? Oh, my heavens. Shame on that girl, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Asher is uh, here. We're, we're against a hard break, but I want you to say something, brother. You you got your hand up in the air. That was the one-minute warning. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about you. I don't know you. about that, yeah. Asher. When we get back, we're going to talk about why, why Asher was really holding that finger Asher is sweating over here. He I'm told not us sure. before the show started that, I think that we hit a nerve. this one really applies to him. So yeah. you asked me about my situation. Yeah. I asked you about your situation. When we get back, we're really going to find out some things going on with Asher and his situation. Uh, today, we're talking about no Thanksgiving for those folks that have no thanks to celebrating the holiday or don't, you don't look forward to it as much as you should. And if you don't feel that way, you're probably spending it with with someone that does. And that's why we're here today. Uh, we're listening to, you're listening to The Great People Show. recommend playing this beat on thanksgiving play that beat on thanksgiving it's all the plays in my car i mean when your family gets over just you know forget the christmas music just just play that theme yeah just get it jacked up people have been asking when the uh when the great people show soundtrack is going to hit the stores if we had a rave if you had a rave at your house during thanksgiving that would totally lighten the mood (laughs) grandma might break it out too you never know probably so so thanks uh thanks for listening to the great people show we are talking today about no thanksgiving for those situations in life um, or a situation you might be in life where you're heading into Thanksgiving, you're just not looking forward to it mm-hmm. because you should be. And uh, I found a, a, a site that says 19 things about Thanksgiving that are actually the worst. <laughs> and the first one was spending too much time around family, which we have talked about extensively in the first half of our show today. Um why we are avoiding that, why we are not wanting to be around that, which leads us to the next one for family fights. Um, Matt just said on Facebook, politics is a a forbidden topic at my in-law's house and it makes for a very harmonious day. Well, love the ground rule. Love the ground rule. Some somebody's somebody's got to set the rules during Thanksgiving, I believe. And right now, if there aren't any politics, religion, all these other things really start to um, cause havoc. Probably so. So can I make a confession? Confess. I am usually the person who starts said political conversations at the dinner table. Why? Because I enjoy talking about it and because most of the people at our table are usually of the same mindset. This Mm -hmm. year, we happen to have a couple who are very much on the opposite mindset. So I probably will will refrain this year uh, because my my cousin especially will get very emotional. Oh. Um, Yeah. I mean, I have seen tears in the past. Oh dear. Um, but, but 
otherwise, if it's all people of the same political mindset, especially right now, JJ, with with what we're going through, I don't care what your political affiliation. It is a uh, it's 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 an interesting thing to talk about. Well, and here's a problem I have with that: if everyone is on of the same political affiliation, um, why is that healthy? Like, like I don't want to talk about even even if I'm surrounded by people that have all the same thoughts as I have, they they voted the same way, they believe the same thing. Um, I, I think it just triggers parts of our mind that's unhealthy. And you're probably right. I think that I think that for a lot of us, you know, if if you've been talking about Uncle Bob's, you know, kidney stone that he passed last <laughs> month, it can be an interesting change of subject. You know, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe that's maybe that's one thing we need to. Um, <clears throat> Uh, used as a diversion topic. Let's talk yeah. about Bob's kidney stone for a minute. <laughs> all right. right. So we actually have, we do have a caller on here this morning, um, Maurice in Richmond. Maurice, welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. Um, so I was I was saying that I, I was on a site and I was trying to get in Facebook Live, couldn't figure it out okay. on the topic, and I just started thinking through it. Good. And I think personally, I'm, I'm thankful uh, for Thanksgiving, thankful for the time, thankful for everything that I have. Good. But I honestly think what I've been struggling with is not so much my own personal situation, my family, but this kind of um, concern for the the, the broader society. Mm. You know, it, I think it's a – I'd heard you talk about coming up from a, a difficult childhood and, and some challenges, and I was listening to the Resilient show and, yeah. and the lady that was on. And, and I, you know, I grew up kind of a, you know, a sketchy situation, and mm-hmm. so – I'm kind of, I have an awareness, I think, that um, is maybe not uh, typical of my zip code, but I, I definitely have an awareness for people without a slack. And, um, and it's hard for me to kind of find the space where I'm really thankful and grateful, but at the same time aware of that struggle and, and, and the need that's out there. And I definitely think that one of the things that I've tried to do in the past is kind of to numb that as, you know, charity donations and things. Mm-hmm. But as I'm kind of just getting ready to call in, I started thinking about how do I fill that, that hole as far as, because um, cause just writing a check, I don't think does it. No, um, it doesn't. And then I started thinking about maybe, you know, as big as the problem is that, you know, I'm just talking through this, but mm-hmm. maybe one of the things to do is you got to get involved personally. You got to, you know, my, my, I'm grateful for the work that I have, but I wouldn't say that it's, uh, you know, I, I feel like it's kind of a utility function and I don't really, I'm not changing lives. I'm not really impacting the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I guess so I don't get that sense of contributing or creating that, uh, I think everybody needs. And, um, anyway, so that was my thought is what, what's the problem? How do we get there? And I thought, and I'm talking a lot here. I thought, no, Maurice, but, can we talk, can we talk more about your situation? Is that okay? Yeah, sure. So yeah. uh, you mentioned that you don't feel like you're really having much of an impact on the world, as much as you'd like to have in, in, in that creative zone. Um, mm-hmm. With where you're at in your life, do you feel like that you've, you're comfortable in your job, you're an expert in what you do, that you're really good at it? Um, I think I'm pretty good. Yeah. At, I think I'm pretty good at the people side of, of what I do. So what I think uh, that's, a, that's a big chunk of it. Yeah, what I think that you might be uh, experiencing or, or realizing is that there's there's something um, that you're in, you're beyond great at. There's something that's uh, I mentioned this book on last week's show, The Big Leap, and he calls it your genius. And I think that's what's what's missing. And and I'm also sensing that one of the things that's 
keeping you from that is whatever's happened in your past in in is is still there. It's it's still holding that upper limit for you. It's still holding you back from being able to go after what it is that you're trying to go after. And I also wonder in in this holiday season, as you go into Thanksgiving, you sound like a really a reflective guy. That if you go into this holiday and you start to realize, um, I, I have a whole lot to be thankful for. Because I hear that in your voice that you have you have so much to be thankful for, uh, but there's still something missing in your life. And and if you're like most people, I, even like me, I think it's it's hard for me to truly be completely thankful whenever I feel like there's still something missing. And that is something that 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 wears on me personally. And I, I'm curious if if you feel similar to that. It's definitely something missing. Yeah. You know, I think when I was in my twenties, I. I took a leap into a crazy startup and lived like a, a monk with a vow of poverty, you know, when the dot com thing was was really popping off and I was in the wrong space, the wrong place, the wrong time. Yeah. Well, the right time I should say. So in going through that and then coming out of that and um kind of within a short order, a couple of years having a family and then a growing family to take care of, there's that entrepreneurial hole, I guess you would say, that mm-hmm. You know, I've I've haven't been able to fill, and no matter how creative I've been or or whatever success I've had, there's always that gap. But at the same time, balancing it with the reality of taking care of a family, which you're very thankful mm-hmm. uh, to be able to take care of, and when I see them comfortable and not having needs and yeah. know, not experiencing life the way I did, it's very hard for me to take the risks that. Uh, you know, I think the type of person that I am needs to take. Do you do you have do you have any sense of what you really want out of life beyond what you have? I do. I do. What is that? Um, I think it's to be more focused on um, on writing. It's funny. I okay. Was, I've had people. I think the first thing that uh, I think one of my one of the time my mother told me she said you're going to be a writer and. And that came out of nowhere, and I didn't know where she got that from, and I didn't have a good childhood. We didn't have a good relationship. So there was a little bit of part of me that I think didn't want to be a writer. And then, you know, I just kind of blocked that out. And years later, over time, I'd I'd write little things here and there, and people would suggest me to write about this and write about that. And I never really thought about it. And then at one point, um, you know, I'd done some writing for a show, and uh, some people were involved in the entertainment industry, and it, mm-hmm. went, it went over really well. And um, I just kind of backed away because it was a it was a political thing involved. It really turned me off, and then I backed away. And now I've been kind of trying to pursue that, and I feel like that's a little bit more the direction that I should be going. And I need, and it doesn't necessarily mean one type of writing or another, but it's in the sure. creative space. Well, Marty, thanks yeah. for calling the show. We're getting ready to hit uh, uh, a soft break here, but we're, uh, we're going to talk about you behind your back. So, so uh, keep, <laughs> make, make sure you catch the show here after, after you let go. Thanks for calling. Yes, sir. Thank you. Um, so this is, this is uh, something that I, talk with a lot of people about, and this does feed very directly into our topic because mm-hmm. we said earlier, Thanksgiving is not a time off for a lot of people. It actually is is more intensive. What Marty needs to do, Marty uh, has a family. He's, he said he has a family. Uh, Maurice, I'm sorry, Maurice um, said he, he says he has a family. He probably doesn't take nearly as much time, if any time, for himself to uh, explore what he needs to do to get into this other level of 
um, uh, what what they said in this book, genius. I don't necessarily like that word, but it's certainly beyond your expertise, and it's it's clawing at his heart. It's mm. it's clawing at his heart. He needs to find some time during this this restful holiday to go out and do some writing. This restful holiday. It's got to be restful, and and sure. and you are not going to do this naturally. Mm-hmm. You're not going to do it naturally. Maurice is not going to just all of a sudden find himself with a pocket of time and be like, oh my gosh, I get, I get to go right now. First of all, he may just go and breathe. Right. But the fact that he needs to go and do something that is at another level of existence for him is not something that people think about. In fact, most people, if they get some time off, they go, I'm going to go watch a football game. Right. I'm going to go rake some leaves. I'm just going to go and escape a little bit. That we we don't actually take as much control over our, over our life as we should. We we let other people control our time in our lives. Absolutely. And you know, I learned a tough lesson this week about that JJ, you know, where uh, I all of a sudden, you know, I wasn't in jail, but I had my freedom taken away from me. Well, you you told me you're in the hospital and I saw the meal that you texted me, but without more context of the photo, it could have been a jailhouse meal. Uh, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to um, uh, get James to confess that he was in prison last week during the show. <laughs> uh, and um, and we're going to we're going to hear Asher's story. We're not letting him off the hook. So hang in there with us. You're listening to The Great People Show. Right, everyone, welcome back. James and I are just sitting here chilling, and all of a sudden the rave music Shadow comes on, away. the lights go out, the the flashing light bulbs go on, the, the disco ball. All right, Asher, I was I was almost going to forget again. What do you do for Thanksgiving, and maybe what's one thing you don't look forward to? I can't believe we're, we're putting all this on the radio, but I love it. All right, JJ. Lady out. One thing I don't look forward to, and what do I do for Thanksgiving? Um, hmm, okay. You put me on the spot. <laughs> I remember when I, we used to get in trouble and my mother would tell me I was going to get a spanking and we were somewhere else. And, uh, and then I would hope for the entire day that she would forget and then she'd get home and then I'd try to mosey up to So are you using the analogy that I'm (laughs) spanking you on the radio right now? I might be. This is a kid-friendly show, Asher. What we do in our personal lives is not meant for the air. Oh, oh. So before the show started, you said this show really applies to me. Why'd you say it? Uh, like you mentioned, you know, we're family is where, uh, the most conflict is. It's, uh, the family, the people that, you know, how messed up they are. Um, we're all, you know, well, who's messed up in your family? Well, I think we're all messed up a little bit. He's, he's avoiding the question here. I'm not, I'm giving you a more of a generalization. So, you know, I first want to say, what are the chances of someone in your family listening to the show? But as we found out a few weeks ago, your stepsister grew up in Roanoke, and we went to the same middle school. Yeah, so she doesn't th- contact me unless uh, a liberal wins an election this, near me. So. This 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 world is way too small. It is. Um, so what what will you do differently? Uh, so you, are you heading to South Carolina? I think so. Last year I didn't, I and so. I actually Dude, it's Tuesday. I mean, seriously. Yeah, uh-huh, and I have all this work, so I have to find out how the work <laughs> lines up. So, uh, but <laughs> you start driving. Where yeah, I, I got going? a really nice uh, text from somebody the other day, which was really heartwarming, and he said, uh, "You know, teach me whatever you need to teach me. I want you to be able to go home and uh, um, see your family for Thanksgiving." And that was that was like probably one of the nicest things somebody's done for me in a while. So, well, um, 
you obviously want to see your family. Yes, I what do. Makes it, what makes it tough, though? Like, we're talking about no Thanksgiving here. What makes it tough to see the family at Thanksgiving? Um, you know, past conflict makes it tough. And the other mm-hmm. thing that makes it tough is uh, uh, we're not really warm and fuzzy family. Uh, in, uh, and, and I'll say in this context, you, you had mentioned that Black Friday takes over. I mean, essentially, we have a meal, and, mm-hmm. and then everybody goes and they break out to the, uh, the the newspapers yeah, and tries to find out what's going on. And the entire time after we eat is 100% uh, planning for uh, Black Friday. And uh, my sister's never been one to hang around long, so she generally goes off to someone else uh, who goes to Black Friday shopping with her. Yeah. And then that's it. So it's just, you know, sit down, you have a meal, uh, you know, you pray, you talk, and then that's it. So uh, not uh, somewhat uneventful. I saw this quote. Maybe it applies to you and your situation, Ashenator. Another fun side effect of having every member of your family in a single room is that everyone gets to remember every single way every other family member has ever slighted them and then struggle to repress it for the duration of a five-hour dinner. Spoiler alert, it doesn't work. <laughs> the oppressed the oppressed anger. So you're saying we should just like just start throwing food at one another? Don't repress it. Just let it go. Well, uh, back to this website of 19 things about Thanksgiving that are actually worst. Well, you could. Food fight. Just get it on video because we want the real deal this food time. Food fight, yeah. Okay. One not these, a fake one. But not a, a fake one. One. Okay. one of these was making small talk with random family members. Like that shallow yep. small talk that you would have at a networking event that you don't – know how to have a real conversation with someone because you don't know them, which I find this interesting because if it's family members, you'd think you'd be able to at least dig up something that's more meaningful to talk about. And and I'll tell you, JJ, I went through this course. It's an amazing course. And and one of the first things that I learned in this course is don't condemn, criticize, or complain. It changed my world. Yeah. Changed my interaction with my family. So it's it's not as bleak as it would have been without that, uh, that one principle. You know what that course is, JJ? I've heard of it. Play. You've heard of it. Okay. I've All heard right. of it. They have great ads. <laughs> yes, they do. On, they do. on um, um, WNTW. Yeah, so I'm equipped. I feel equipped to go there just with I that, like that one. Word, equipped. Equipped. Uh, James, one James thing, is, that is one dying principle. to say something over here, James. No, no, not at all. It's, you know, but you talked about when you hit that awkward pause where where people, you don't know what to talk about. You end up talking about things that are going to gonna tick people off. Yeah. The easiest thing to do, JJ, and it's funny, it's even, it's, it's in our, it's even in our show notes here today. Is to just turn to the person across the table and say, so JJ, what's been going on in your life lately? Yeah. People love to talk about themselves. They do. If you hit that awkward pause, find a random person at the table who might be the most interesting out there and just ask what's been going on. You could fill the entire dinner going around the table with just everybody talking about what is new in their life and you would probably avoid all controversy. The more you let people share about themselves, the simpler the whole situation would be. Yeah. Absolutely, and, and, and we internalize that resistance, especially if it's around politics or even something as simple as someone in your family loves the Patriots and you're a Steelers fan. Not that that would ever happen to me. No, that you you just get you, you just use this opportunity to to vent on this person. Um, we have some tips for you just to make Thanksgiving more meaningful with others, um, because this show is about you being better and making the situation around you better and also being able to confront those upper limits that you may have. And a big reason we have arguments or don't want to connect deeper with our family members is because of those upper limits. Mm -hmm. Um, The first step in this process, really nothing else is going to work unless you change your point of view on the family members 
that you think negatively about. And there's there's a spectrum of negativity, right? On one end of it is you feel they are the worst human being on earth for the horrible things that they've done to someone else you love, right? Mm-hmm. That would be one end of that negative feeling that you have with someone. And then on the other end, you're thinking, you know, this person's really never amounted to anything in their life. I'm yep. disappointed in them. And there might be actually something lighter than that that's that's negative, such maybe the shallow negativity, right? I can't believe they voted for so-and-so. I say po- political beliefs. Yeah. Absolutely. Because that, that that is meaningless to you. Yep. All right. Why 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 do you even care? Because it canceled your vote. Exactly. That's what I've always <laughs> thought. It's like, you, you know, well, you know, when I'm the common denominator, there's only so many votes I can cancel out. That's right. But it means nothing. And your negative point of view on your family member means nothing. Yep. It's it's ridiculous to wind yourself up and wind them up on how you feel towards someone else. Mm-hmm. It's their life, right? Yes. And and we are not the judge. We are not the judgment. And for Pete's sake, please don't do this during Thanksgiving. Find another time if you want to get something off your chest. Yep. Don't Amen. do it here. Um and we talked earlier about this meaningless small talk. Turn that into something more thought-provoking and meaningful. Um, I remember my um, my brother-in-law was a home builder on the other side of the state here in Virginia. And during the recession, when the construction was was really tough, um, I really cherished the moments that I could talk to him about how are you dealing with that? How are you dealing with the the job? How, you know, he had to lay off all of his employees, right? Mm-hmm. I use that as an opportunity to say, "How are you doing? Yeah, what's you know how how are you how are you overcoming your struggles?" He never asked me for advice, but when you create these these types of conversations with someone where you really care about someone's current situation, that's a great time to give them some advice, just encouragement, maybe not advice, but give them some encouragement about Show what's them some going love. on in their life. Yeah, showing just love. showing them love. It's right. like so. My my challenge for you, our listener, is pick a a family member that you're going to be interacting with sometime over the next several days, specifically because of the Thanksgiving holiday, and have a more meaningful conversation with them. Maybe you purposely uh, find yourself in a room with them, and you just simply say, "How are you doing?" Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite. And this has to match your personality. But one of my fav- favorite follow-up questions is, no, how are you doing? I don't mean that, you know, how's it going? How you doing, right? How are things going in life? I mean, look at them and say, how are, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. I want to know how you're doing with care and love. And you know how you can really take this challenge to another level? Do it with someone that you feel like you haven't gotten along with for a while. Mm. So, so of that person, what percentage of the time do you think you're going to get an honest answer? Well, it, the, the first answer, probably not. Yeah. Uh, I'm good. Are, things are great. You're good. Things yeah. are great. Um, and our natural, I think uh, for many people, our natural instinct on this is to give up because we don't want to talk to that person mm-hmm. or not talk to them much. Uh, and especially if they're not much of a conversationalist. Yep. We just let it go. Okay, well, they don't want to talk to me. Well, who's in charge here? You're in charge of you. Keep them going. Keep them into the conversation. Um, well, And I think what makes that tough, JJ, is often, you know, you go back to Uncle Bob. We have we, we all have those family members that, frankly, we don't have anything in common with. And for the listeners that may just be tuning in, that's Uncle Bob the Raging Drunk. Yes. Okay. That's the okay, one. Okay, keep going. Yeah. But no, we just we we have these people who we don't have anything in common with, and it's it's a lot more difficult. We've talked about this before, to have a conversation with someone that you can't find any common ground with, you yeah. can't find any similarities with. 
Um, and, and I think that's what can make these things awkward as well. And, and and I think our perception of what these conversations even should be are a little messed up is if we have to do all the talking. Yeah. Um, stop using I, me, and we. So uh, I had a client, gosh, this might have been last year. Maybe it was earlier this – oh, it was earlier this year, I think, because he was going uh, with family to another city for spring break with, with uh, his family to his wife's extended family. And we were just having this conversation, and I and I gave him the advice. It's like, when you get there, just listen to how people respond to other people. Meaning, if somebody says, well, I did this, listen very carefully. If someone says, well, I did that, well, then I did this, yeah. right? If people are always responding with a comment about themselves using the I, me, and we, that is, that is, some, that is someone that's coming from a selfish point of view. Okay, so what's the alternative to that? Well, you, you stop listening to respond, and you start listening to to understand, mm-hmm. which is, really, tell me more about that. Or what was that like? Or why did you do that, right? See, see that that is being a great conversationalist. That's the one that uh, enables someone to keep talking about themselves. Because we said, it, we said it earlier, people love to talk about themselves, and they usually find it very easy to talk about themselves. So ask them questions that you feel it's easy for them to answer. Then you can start getting into more meaningful conversation. So with the two minutes that we have left, can I ask a tough question then? Sure. When we don't care about the answer, how do we make it appear like we do? Well, one of my uh, one of my favorite quotes is from Dale Carnegie. He said, if you act enthusiastic, then you'll be enthusiastic. Hmm. You have to put yourself into a situation where you may not literally care but it's not until you get into that situation that you'll really truly find out if you care or not. Because we've already we've already tricked ourselves into thinking we don't care. Yeah. It's trickery. That is total trickery that we don't care about what our family member we should be at a state of being that everyone around us has some meaning in our life. Mm. That if anybody listening right now says, Well, I have people I just don't care to talk to, that's your problem. Yep. That's not their problem. That's your problem. That is that is an upper limit you've put on yourself. That is probably reflective of other upper limits that you've put on yourself. Probably so. And why'd you ask, why'd you think that was tough? Well, I think it's tough because you don't want to come across as like, as you're patronizing people, JJ. Mm -hmm. And I tend to wear my emotions on my sleeve. Yeah. And if I ask a question and I hate small talk, we talked about this whole introvert thing. So if I'm making small talk with a family member and I'm asking them questions that I genuinely don't care about the answers to, and I sound like a horrible person right yeah. now. How do I not appear that way to them? Yeah. Well, you got to get your heart right. You got to get your heart right. And that's and, a whole other episode. And it is. And this last piece of advice that I, I had written down for these tips for Thanksgiving, uh, which is maybe tough for that point of view you're coming from, is to be yourself, yeah. right? That doesn't mean you say negative things as soon as they come into your mind. But oftentimes we try to pretend to be somebody that we're not during Thanksgiving because of the expectations that other people have put upon us. Right. So as we go into this, this Thanksgiving holiday, try to not make it a no Thanksgiving holiday. Not only just be thankful for everything you have, but if you pay more attention and you put your heart into the people around you, that'll not only change your life, but it'll actually make it more meaningful. And and people might actually look forward to this holiday more yep. next year. So we want to thank you for joining us here. Everyone have a wonderful Thanksgiving. James, have a great Thanksgiving. You too, buddy. Asher, I don't care what kind of negativity that you find in South Carolina, buddy. I still <laughs> want you to have a great Thanksgiving, okay? Thank you. We love you all. We'll see you next Thursday. See ya!
Thanks for joining us. Tune in to The Great People Show again next week, Thursdays, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m.